Welcome to another episode of the Milwaukee Sports Performance Podcast, where we talk about all things related to athletic performance, rehabilitation, and wellness. My name is Michael Falk, and I am joined today by Dr. Paige Graham, our newest physical therapist at Kinetic Sports Medicine and Performance. Paige has been with us now for about four weeks, and she is absolutely killing it in the clinic, helping athletes get back on the field and return to performance. She took a little bit of time out of her busy schedule to share a little bit more information about herself, what got her into physical therapy, her career as a Division I goalkeeper, and some fun stories just so that everyone can get to know her better, as you will be seeing her more and more around the clinic as well as on the podcast and our other social media channels. So quick little fun episode today, about 15 minutes, just so that everyone can get to know the new face that you'll be seeing and hearing around the clinic. All right, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode. I am Michael Falk, and I am joined today by Dr. Paige Graham, our newest physical therapist at Kinetic Sports Medicine and Performance. So we had a little break in the schedule today, and I thought I would have Paige come on the pod and just give you a little background on her and um, how she ended up finding us and so that you guys can learn more about Paige, who I'm sure you'll be hearing more on the podcast, seeing more on our social media stuff and or in the clinic. So Paige, thanks for taking the time to come on for your first podcast. Thanks for having me. <laughs> oh, all right. I always like to talk about just a little bit of background. Um, so how did you end up deciding that you wanted to be a physical therapist? I was exposed to PT at a pretty young age, like seventh or eighth grade, um, from partially tearing my hip flexor in soccer. So I went to my small mom and pop private PT place in my hometown back in Illinois and worked with Todd, who's still there and working at the same clinic. So it was just a good exposure. Um, it seemed like a really cool job and like basically decided from then on that that's what I wanted to do. Yeah, I think that that is... Uh... A good chunk of our staff um, has had that same thing. That's how I got into it. Like I hurt my knee and couldn't play, but wanted to, um, and I was an average athlete anyways, um, wanted to stay around sports and it was like athletic training and PT was like the easiest way to do it. Um, so you said you played soccer. Um, what position did you play? Goalkeeper. <laughs> yeah. I think that was maybe one of the first things that I said when I met you the first time. It's like you're pretty you're pretty like normal for a goalkeeper. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. That's like a common trend. And every camp you go to, people are like, Oh, you're kinda normal. Like I didn't expect that. And I'm like, I don't really know how to take that, but thank you. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh uh Lauren, I think I told you Lauren did like the medical coverage for Camp Shutout, which is the largest goalkeeper camp in the country now. Um and she started when she, the first year she did it, I'm gonna have this number wrong, but isn't like 30 or 50 goalkeepers. And then the last year that we did it, I think we had 330 goalkeepers nice. um, for a week with just lots of <laughs> dislocated fingers and diving and hitting the ground just hours and hours a day. Yes, it doesn't feel great, but no, for sure. So then um, how you ended up playing uh, goalkeeper in college. So how did you end up playing at, you played at UWM? Um, how'd you end up there? Yeah, so I grew up playing club. Um, I was initially like half field player, half goalie. And then the team I was on needed a full-time goalie. And I was kind of volunteered as tribute. Um, and then I was like, this isn't so bad. I actually really enjoy it. So from then on, I just kept playing goalie um, with FCX Barrington, the club I play, played for in Illinois, just a lot of travel to tournaments and stuff like that. So apparently one of the tournaments, um, Dave, my goalkeeper coach from Milwaukee, caught eye and we just kind of chatted and caught up in kind of was streamlined from then on. 
Yeah, that's great. Had you ever, did you like want to come to Milwaukee? Did you guys come up to Milwaukee before or was it just I like totally? I have never heard of the school <laughs> or probably Milwaukee, honestly. It's only an hour, hour and a half from my hometown, but yeah. I don't think it was on my radar. Yeah, so just but. just soccer uh, ended up bringing you up here. Yep. No, that's great. Um, so what do you like most about your job being a physical therapist now that you've been doing it for five years, you're five, four or five years now? I think... The most enjoyable part can be like the constant variability. You can have the same injury, but it can present in a lot of different ways, or maybe it's the same injury and just people present a lot differently, which that's like half the fun is getting to learn new and different people and kind of taking on new ideas from from there. Yeah. No, I, I think that's something that kind of we relate to. And it's like why one of our core values is like the we care one that like we really believe that like the best part of the job is the like is the people and getting to, yeah, just interact with people all day and see people kind of through the valleys of like low points and injuries and then get to see the comeback and just getting to be a part of that journey is, is, uh, definitely what got me into it. Um, as, as we got started. Um, okay. So what, uh, led you to decide to join us at Kinetic? It's all the people, you know, (laughs) um, just like EWM, Kinetic wasn't on my radar either, but um, just word of mouth from other people seemed like a super cool opportunity. You know, going into PT school, most people's goal is to work one-on-one, work with athletes, work with an athletic population. And then when you get out of PT school, the way healthcare is kind of set up nowadays, you realize that's not super available or always realistic. So honestly, you guys sounded a little bit too good to be true. (laughs) Uh, And so we got on the phone and I realized it was, you know, Good and true. Yeah. Um, but just the opportunity to, to treat one-on-one is something that I think is super rare for both the provider and for a patient. And it's an amazing experience. So yeah. that was the main driver for me. That's awesome. I think it's a good lesson for other PT students or uh, people that want to be PTs. We we talk about this all the time, or I do. That like, I, because how we ended up hearing that page is totally random. It was actually at like a master's party through a mutual friend that told us about this great PT and we weren't hiring at the time. And then we eventually were and like reached back out and got connected. Um, but I always tell people like when you're interacting with people or just like around, even if you don't think they're ever going to be able to help you, it's just like important to be a good person and like treat everyone the right way. Because I get more calls for students that, um, don't have me listed as a reference where they like interned here or they um, took my class at Marquette or something. And I'm not actually on their list of references. Then they apply for a job and they've got this thing on their resume and I'm not listed as a reference. And then whoever they're applying to like happens to know me through something and then they call and like I end up <laughs> being the reference. And I do the same thing like when we're hiring or talking to other people. It's like, Sometimes you can learn more about a person or like through those networks of different people that you know that like, don't just be like, oh, I'm going to list these three people as my reference because I like know I did a good job with right. them. Like your whole life is your, yeah. is your Every, resume. Everything's connected in a really weird and small way, but that's like the cool part about it, I think. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so what would you describe as your kind of treatment philosophy or what, like what type of approach do you like to take when you're working with patients? From a treatment philosophy itself, I would say I start pretty hands-on and then um, integrating in some progressive resistance exercise like as tolerated and as needed. 
Um, but overall, like I want to make sure my philosophy with everyone is like, I want to make sure you come in, it's one-on-one, you get the time you deserve, you feel like you've been, you know, seen, heard and listened to. And that by the end of your experience, however long it might be that you feel like you learned something about not only like what you had going on physically, but then also, you know, about yourself and how you kind of recovered from that injury. And that overall, you just had a really positive experience about like what you think physical therapy is. Yeah, no, I think that's, uh, it's good. And kind of that was one of the things that attracted uh, us when we were talking initially, it was just that, yeah, we're, we like having like a staff that's like multidisciplinary that like can do everything. And it's not just like, oh, you come and I, I don't know, it'll be very generic, but there's like a lot of physical therapy that you just like, we'll come and lay on the table and they'll do like heat pack and then they'll do ultrasound and then they'll go ride a bike for 20 minutes and somebody will do hands-on stuff for 15 minutes and then show like done and they didn't like really get pushed we really like people that can kind of do it all and and see people through that whole whole spectrum and take that like well-rounded approach that each person needs and is individualized um do you have a favorite like injury or type of injury sport that you like working with anything that you're like really passionate about that's like when you see this thing on your schedule or this type of person on your schedule you're super excited that's that's such a commonly asked question and it's also a super hard one to answer um i don't think i'm a favorite injury per se i do really enjoy working with field sports so whether that's um you know soccer or court basketball wise just things that involve like cutting acceleration deceleration stuff like that um but again it comes back to like why like pt it's not necessarily like if you've got an issue with your patellar tendon, it can only get so different, but it's more the person or the athlete coming in, their history, what their goals are for the future that changes. And that's like the fun part, but you don't know that seeing them on your schedule I mean, until <laughs> you get to meet them. Yeah, no, yeah, I agree. And we um, kind of when we started and it was like Laura and I and just Laura and I, we always used to joke though, because we have very different approaches, very different. I mean, we have a very similar philosophy, but we have a very different approach. Like we see things big picture, very much the same way, but the way that we get there is very different. Mm-hmm. And um, we always used to joke. So I, I did all of our phone calls and I would be like, I, was, I could just like tell through talking to people on the phone. I'm like, oh, you're going to connect so much better with my wife than <laughs> I am. But it wasn't always necessarily the injury. It was kind of that, like the type of person, the type of personality that it's like, yeah, I have, um much drier, not nearly as bubbly as Lauren is. And uh, uh, we kind of got it going. And that always used to be her joke that I was like, I had two teams going on in the clinic. I'd like team Michael and team Lauren. <laughs> and we'd like to divvy up the patients, uh, patients that way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, okay, this is always a hard one, but one of my favorite questions to ask kind of any clinician. Oh, but I don't uh, know how much fun this is going to be. I was thinking really hard about this on my drive here this morning. Yeah. What is something that either you've learned or changed your mind on in the past year? I need a few more weeks of reflection to, <laughs> to give us a better answer. Um, maybe it's more so learned is just, I think it's super easy, like PT specific. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's super easy to get caught up in like one mindset or one like, type of treatment or way of treating and then just like hone in on that one aspect versus taking it and then like comparing it to everything else you've learned um and kind of anecdotally seen and then kind of deciding what you yourself want to do from there so not like 
to layman's terms it like not jumping on the bandwagon of a new con ed course or something yeah. like that but taking it in and then like critically analyzing it yourself and coming up with maybe a different solution than someone else would yeah no it's always the uh, you can always tell when someone got back from a new weekend <laughs> course on monday it's like every patient's doing this new thing yeah no it's funny that's something that when because i teach the sports selective at marquette and i don't know if i think initially sometimes the kids are like frustrated because they come in and they just want like the answer like they just want like all these techniques like they want to learn how to do all these things mm -hmm. and all i really teach them is like big picture principles and the uh i think it's scott morrison that i'm stealing this from and i'm he might have stolen it from someone else but um in his content course he talks about that um methods are many but principles are few and methods may vary but principles never do and that like that's kind of what I try to get through like the students. And that's what we've tried to build with our staff. It's like, here's the big principles. There's like so many different ways to accomplish those. Yeah. And that's what needs to be very specific to each individual. But we all, whether people see you or Brett or me or Lauren, like we all have the same big picture, like ideas and mm -hmm. how we do it. And then you can fit all your unique skill sets and that person specific differences, like based on that. Yeah. So Definitely. no, I think that's uh that's really good and really good uh, perspective. So what do you like doing for fun outside the clinic? <laughs> Not working. No. Um, well, in the three months it's nice in Wisconsin, <laughs> getting outside whenever we can. Um, my husband's currently a resident, so his free time is not often, but um whether it's like getting on the lake and going kayaking, just going for a hike just going to the gym on my own and kind of clearing my head, just anything where it's getting moving and getting active is my go-to. Yeah, I know. Unfortunately, we only have the <laughs> the three months of sunshine before the darkness <laughs> before the darkness comes back. I don't mind winter if we get some snow because then yeah. we can do something with it, but this yeah, past you, winter was a little... Yeah, it was tough. Do you have a winter sport hobby? Um, I ski. I don't ski often, but I do enjoy skiing. Like downhill or cross country? Downhill. I've cross country one time. That was an experience. <laughs> That's my problem. I don't have a winter hobby. Like I, my hobby is golf. And yeah. so then my winter hobby is golf in a simulator <laughs> indoors, which isn't that. that uh, yeah. But then you not get outside and then you just hate the winter. And uh, my <laughs> wife is like, you need to get a winter hobby. And I'm like, I cross country skiing. That might be what you it can is practice on the ski erg here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can get I can get ready and start training for it. Um, okay, no, that's great. Um, okay, favorite and or least favorite part of having a new puppy at home. Least favorite initially was everything. Um, <laughs> I didn't grow up with dogs because my dad's allergic. So the first three or four months were very, very rough from a sleep deprivation and social life non-existent. Yeah. <laughs> um, now that he's six months or so, it's a lot better. My favorite is having company when my husband's never home. Yeah, when he's working. Um, my least favorite is still the 4 to 5 a.m. wake-up calls, but we'll work that's, on it. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. What, what kind of dog is it again? He's an English cream golden retriever. So just like a typical golden, but he'll stay a little bit whiter, and then they usually get a little bit bigger and, like, boxier. Okay. Well, and he's six months, you said? Yeah. So right now he's, like, 40 pounds, 40, no, 48, actually. We just went to the vet, but he'll get up to, like, 80. Okay. So he'll be a yeah. big boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Our guy is, let's see, he's probably 18 months now. So he's definitely sleeping through the night. So, sure. <laughs> um, yeah, he's still a puppy. He's 60-some-odd pounds, so just a little <laughs> smaller, but he does sleep through the night most of the time. Um, 
except when he gets sick like every three months it feels like because <laughs> he just likes to eat everything in the yard oh yeah i just keep telling myself it's good training for future family planning and kids but <laughs> yeah it's it's it is something the the one difference is at least eventually a kid like learns how to talk which has its own pros and cons <laughs> but uh, eventually they can tell you exactly what they want yes all right. Well, let's just finish up with some quick fun facts about Paige. Um, do you have a favorite restaurant in Milwaukee? We really like Paloma, which is on North Avenue, kind of right between Milwaukee and Tosa. Yeah. Very, very small place. Super good Mexican food. We always get the taco pocket. I don't think I've ever ordered anything else there. It's pretty much like a bougie version of a Crunchwrap Supreme. Okay. It's really good. It's really good. <laughs> I will have to try that. I have to say, like growing up in Dallas... I'm like a Tex-Mex nut. It's probably my favorite thing to go eat. And I legitimately have not found a very good Tex-Mex restaurant that I like in Milwaukee. There's places I go to. I'm just always like, God, I just wish it was, <laughs> I wish it was better. So when we go to Dallas, that's pretty much my wife puts up with me because we just go for hang out at home for whether it's four days or seven days and pretty much go eat Tex-Mex every single night. <laughs> so, um, do you have a favorite movie? Favorite movie. I would say I've watched way too many movies and TV shows in my, <laughs> my time. If I had to pick one now, I'd probably, probably say how to lose a guy in 10 days is up there. Okay. Anything with like early day Adam Sandler stuff, like Mr. Deeds. Um, Classics. Yeah kind of that that type of movie okay that's uh that's good you have a highlight of your athletic career i was thinking about this on the way here too like not really but i think it's because of my position so like as a field player and when i used to be a field player like you remember the like the goals you make not the ones you don't make and as a goalie like you remember the saves you don't make not the ones you make so i honestly don't have a specific like oh this one save in this game or, or anything like that it just Overall, I'm super glad I like continued to play in school and made friends that I'll like have for the rest of my life. Yeah. Did Milwaukee have, uh, were, were they Horizon League still yeah. when you were there? Horizon League, yeah. Do you guys have a good, good team, average team? Do you ever win a conference championship or anything? Yeah. When I committed there, they had won the conference championship for the past, I want to say at least six to eight years. The Moynihan's, um, she had coached there, her daughter had coached there, and then Mike Moynihan was the coach when I committed to go there. Unfortunately, he then went to Northwestern when I was coming in, so our coaching lineup looked a little bit different. But we won conference three of the years I was there. Yeah. So it was good. I mean, overall in the Horizon League, pretty successful. Yeah, I always remember that. Like, I mean, Milwaukee being pretty good. When I was at Marquette, it was still when their women's team was like on their really hot run of NCAA appearances and stuff. Yeah. And uh I remember like they stuff used to be good games. I don't ever remember who won <laughs> when I was yeah. there necessarily, but I remember like they were always close. It wasn't like uh, you know, it was always a good good battle. Right. So okay. And then everyone's the key question for all the current patients, what are you gonna add to the clinic Spotify playlist? My current go-to is just like clean summer hits because it's easy and I don't want to offend anyone. <laughs> um, but if it's just I, like me and patient in the clinic, um, 
I'll actually ask the patient, like, hey, what do you want to listen to? Most of the time, they'll be like, I don't know. And then I'll just pick clean summer hits. But sometimes <laughs> they give me an answer, and that's great because I hate making decisions. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's always it's the, the selection of Spotify music is uh, is always the toughest part of the day to decide what, <laughs> what the vibe is going to be in the clinic. So awesome. Well, thank you so much for uh, taking a little bit of time out of your busy day to share a little bit about yourself so people can get um, used to or get to know you a little bit better. Super excited that you're here. And if you guys haven't had the chance to meet Paige, you're going to love her. Um, she is just an awesome person, really good clinician, um, already has been with us like right around a month and um, is just thriving and and uh, doing really well. So we're very excited. She's going to definitely be getting involved with more of our soccer stuff. I'd expect to see her out around um, some of the teams that we work with and partner with and able to share some of those things and um, helping athletes get back on the field and, and return to performance. So um, thank you guys for listening. Thanks again for the time page and we'll see you guys on the next episode. Hey, just a second. Do you have a friend or a teammate that's recently torn their ACL? Let's face it, this is a devastating injury, and athletes and families that are going through it have so many questions. Which doctor do I go to? Which graft do I choose? Do I need imaging? Should I have surgery now or wait? These questions can be so overwhelming, and we would love to help. We have a free online mini course that covers everything that an athlete and family needs to know from the time of ACL injury until they have surgery. We also cover some of the some of what they can expect immediately following their surgery. This resource is completely free and it's online either at the link in our bio at kinetic underscore SMP, or you can click the link in the show notes below. We'd really appreciate it if you'd share this with anyone that we could try to help as they prepare to recover from this injury. 